Hello, hello. Good evening. How are you? I'm great. One second. Let me. Can you hear me now? Can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, too difficult to operate all of these devices. So, how are you doing? Very good. Very good. Very busy leading up to the holiday season and Christmas and all that. I understand you are uh, currently picking up your new gold rose plated Lamborghini, right? Custom made. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to trying to find it. I haven't seen it yet, but I am indeed in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> uh, so it's great to be here this week. It's been an exciting week. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. So um, judging by uh, the amount of uh, people in this uh, space, uh, yeah. as probably many of them noticed, we had this uh, event of uh, sudden increase uh, of market cap value also known as pump yeah which seems to be becoming a, a theme in crypto across the board which is very nice to see i totally agree i totally agree and uh, you know as uh, satoshi nakamoto famously said never let a good pump go to waste yeah absolutely i remember actually him saying that i think as at the at the table absolutely yeah so um uh, indeed we 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 did um uh kind of uh, exactly that so we, we we did a lot of interesting things uh, uh and first of all you know one of the greatest kind of advantages of beam as a project is that when it comes the attention suddenly you know is increased we're ready because we have great technology we have great products and it works very well yeah so uh it's very easy to uh kind of show the value of what we've done over the almost five years by the way next month indeed uh and uh uh what we tried to do this week is to uh, use this attention for good. And uh, we did some very interesting uh, developments that I just want to start with kind of covering. Um, and uh, the first thing I would like to kind of mention is the new version of the wallet, of the desktop wallet that we have just released as an early preview uh, earlier today, a couple of hours ago. And uh, I mean, I, I I really love it because uh, we we did solve some of the uh, important issues that were um, long time kind of uh, coming. So one of them was uh, the synchronization of like new wallet when a new user comes and creates a new wallet. Uh, previously in the previous versions and even in the current version that is still on the website, you needed to wait for the blockchain to synchronize before you could could do anything unless you selected a remote node, but that was not the default. So most people didn't do that and it was very annoying. So what we've done is we have uh, uh, created this seamless process that synchronizes the node in the background while instantly allowing you to send funds, receive funds or like, activate applications and all that. So it's, it's very, very nice, makes the whole experience so much better. And uh, we have also added support for multiple seeds, which, uh, uh, like, especially for power users that have several seeds or several accounts, uh, is very convenient. Uh, also, you don't need uh, to install another wallet if you just want to play with uh, latest features on the DAPnet, which is our testnet version. So we, we kind of uh, rebuilt the entire experience of uh, logging into the wallet, synchronizing the blockchain, which is great, and it works really well. 
Uh, we have also uh, moved the applications to the main page because right now the DeFi applications that we have are, uh, I think, one of the most used features of the wallet, whether it's the Dex, whether it's the Asset Minter, uh, and, and all the others. So uh, instead of going to this DApp Store button, on the, we, we moved it to the main page, which is very uh, kind of good for the user experience, I think. And a lot of additional fixes. Um, so if you are, uh, you know, interested, just uh, go find this link. It's in the Twitter and also in the community, I think, on Telegram. So you can just uh, download uh, the 7.5 release candidates that we have published. And uh, just in case, you know, since it's still a testing version, do back up your wallets so you don't lose anything by accident. But at least for me, it worked pretty well. And uh, obviously, any issues that you find, please report them to us because we are, uh, uh, you know, still uh, in the process of fixing it. And it will be officially released towards our birthday, which is January 3rd next year. So this is like the the first update that I'm really excited about because improvements and looks much better. Yeah, this would be the the biggest, I'd say, revamp of the wallet since launch, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. in terms of uh, updating the UI, we have been just uh, adding buttons to this left bar that we had until it just ran out of space because we had too many features. And uh, now we have uh, completely reorganized it and put everything in hopefully better location. But uh, it's for you to judge. So please provide your feedback. It's very welcome whether positive or negative, so it's all good. Um, the other important thing that we have done is uh, the launch of the wrapped beam on Ethereum. Yeah. So this is more of a uh, kind of a trading feature, I would say. So for people who like to trade beam, because obviously on Ethereum, you don't have privacy. So moving the beam that you have across the bridge to Ethereum, uh, does not make you private, but it does provide you with a lot more interesting possibilities to buy it or to sell it or to provide liquidity to the Uniswap uh, pairs or whatever. So basically, it kind of increases the reach uh, of, of, the, of the token. Uh, and the bridges are also live. We have just published a guide on how to use them. It takes about one hour for the bridging process to, to be done. So... Uh, uh, and since, you know, uh, fees are re relatively high on Ethereum, so expect, uh, expect it to cost uh, a lot. But we are also working, and this is something that uh, we're just announcing now, uh, on the similar bridges to uh, Polygon, uh, which, as we know, is much cheaper and much more accessible. Yeah, and, and like we've, at least I've seen a, a little bit of this, like, coming into discussions here and there as it always does of course about like ethereum being incredibly expensive so it will be cool to to see on a cheaper place but also have the benefits of gaining more exposure love the love that people can trade beam on ethereum yeah it's very nice uh so yeah i mean uh, the fees on ethereum are crazy but uh also, like <laughs> probably the, the amount of activity and liquidity uh, is also uh, 
impressive. And uh, Polygon, in my opinion, is uh, also a very good option, uh, which is much more affordable. So both of them, like one, one is uh, the Ethereum one is live already and you can uh, try it uh, or uh, you can wait for the Polygon one, which is coming uh, probably in a couple of next weeks. Um, so it's a bridge, uh, it's a centralized bridge. So uh, be careful with the amounts that you're using and, uh, you know, bridges are always uh, try to make as safe as possible, but a bridge is a bridge, no, no way around it. Yeah. Um, so uh, that is not all. Uh, we also had a very nice website upgrade uh, done by our favorite uh, Magic Potato who built the website in the first place. So he did a lot of job of work improving both the performance and uh, adding uh, the roadmap, uh, which was also updated. And the site is much faster now. So the, the website is really beautiful. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much, Magic Potato, for that and impressive, impressive work, and it looks amazing. Um, so, um, in addition to that, we got a lot of um, interest, questions, uh, discussions, uh, amazing amount of activity from everyone in the team and in the community. The community did an amazing job supporting all of the new people who just learned about Beam because of this pump, answering the questions, providing references, uh, really amazing job. So, we, I mean, uh, it, it was great because it, it was really like a ton of uh, requests and uh, questions that were asked and answered. Uh, we also got some AMA suggestions that we will probably uh, implement like the next week or next couple of weeks. So. It's been it's been amazing all this week. Um, so one of the things that uh, uh, kind of um, uh, not exactly started this uh, pump, but was in in I would say as uh, you know in 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 the basis of of this pump was this kind of uh, discovery uh, of the fact that uh, Guy Corem was involved both in Beam and in Casper. Yeah. I remember, I remember years back, two years or maybe even three. Guy mentioning Casper and saying that I should mine. And I remember it more and more every day. <laughs> yeah. So um, indeed, uh, and it's a kind of an interesting point. Uh, he he was the person who actually. Uh, brought me on board to Beam, uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, we we worked together many years ago uh, in some company, and uh, we re remained kind of in touch since then, and when uh, Beam got started, uh, he, he kind of, uh, we talked, and uh, that's how I became involved in this entire crypto rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, so from the very beginning, uh, he dreamed about this perfect kind of coin, the, per the perfect blockchain, which would be private by default, which is like one of the key, uh, I mean, cornerstone features that Guy Corem sees in every crypto is privacy, uh, but also scalable, right? And uh, uh, it, it so just so happened that these two projects, Beam and Casper, took on kind of two different uh, <laughs> axes of this equation, right? So 
one became very private and the other one became very scalable. Yeah. And uh, uh, for both projects, the road was very uh, different and very strange and very thorny with a lot of twists uh, and different uh, adventures, as you know. Uh, and uh, since, uh, you know, both of these technologies are very kind of close and familiar to Guy, he always wanted to combine them in some way. And uh, uh, for those uh, who have been here with Beam for the last couple of years, uh, probably heard not once uh, all kinds of ideas of combining the DAG-based consensus into Beam. And now that uh, this pump happened and this topic kind of arose uh, again, so there were a lot of questions of how is it possible or whether is it possible or are we going to do it? And it does appear on our roadmap. And uh, I would like to talk about that for a few minutes just to clarify this uh, situation and to uh, kind of explain what, what it means uh, uh, for us and uh, in general. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, as you know, the regular kind of blockchain that Beam uses, uh, it builds one block on top of the other, just like Bitcoin and most others, uh, while DAG-based uh, blockchains work a little bit differently. There are several uh, branches that coexist at the same time, hence this DAG, which is directed acyclic graph that it forms. And then they are merged uh, at some point into kind of one uh, history that becomes the consensus. Uh, but uh, while uh, these branches coexist, they increase the overall uh, capacity of the blockchain because you have like instead of one block per like minute in case of Beam, uh, you have kind of multiple blocks that are closed at the same time, and then they are reorganized into a single history. So while, uh, and by the way, uh, this algorithm and this kind of research was originally built by uh, Jontan Sopolinski, who is the founder of Caspa. Uh, he's the scientist who invented this approach and they perfected it over the years. So there were several uh, different versions uh, with improvement. The first one, I think, was called the Ghost Dag. Uh, now it's called Dag Knight, so which is also uh, you know, the next uh, uh, the next generation of this algorithm. And uh, one of the problems, or like one of the things that uh, will probably not be easy to achieve, is to um, make this approach work with uh, smart contracts that we currently have on B. So while we're only talking about value transfer and regular transactions, uh, obviously this approach works because Casper works and uh, that's exactly what they did. But uh, since in Beam, uh, we have added a lot of uh, extensions on top of the regular Mimblewimble-based blockchain. Um, and I think one of the most important features right now that are mostly used are smart contracts and the virtual machine that enables them. So making both of these approaches work together will not be uh, trivial, to say the least. Uh, the second point is that right now we're using um, an, kind of a protocol that's called Flight Client, which was invented by Benedict Boons, uh, the same uh, cryptographer who also invented Bulletproofs. And uh, they allow us to have very fast syncing times for, kind of, for the blockchain, especially if like if you're using a mobile wallet or something with relatively limited resources, it's a very effective way to uh, verify the, the ranges, large ranges of blocks. And we're using that. So that's also something that uh, will probably need to be adjusted. Um, 
having said that, it's always possible uh, to have some kind of hybrid approach, which will mean that the smart contracts will still work using their regular consensus and then the uh, value transfer transactions will be faster uh, using like DAG approach. Uh, but once again, it's a lot of work. And, and an additional uh, important consideration is that Beam was originally, uh, like when we just launched it, there was a um, very explicit specification of the emission schedule. Yeah. And all of the original investors and the early uh, adopters and uh, uh, holders of PIN, they are all aligned with this uh, uh, kind of important parameter that uh, should not be changed lightly, obviously. So all of these things, uh, uh, what I'm trying to say is that, first of all, uh, yes, while this approach is possible and we are uh, intending to kind of investigate it further, uh, it's, it's a relatively major thing, right? It definitely will require a lot of technical work, but also it will require a lot of uh, uh, community and DAO and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, be, being involved in, in this decision-making because changing such a major part of the consensus is uh, obviously going to be uh, have, have a great impact on the entire protocol. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, obviously kind of, uh, uh, I, I think was uh, mentioned a lot is the uh, impressive success of Casper during the recent uh, year or so, right? It's, it's, I mean, I, I didn't uh, heed Guy's advice and, and mind Casper, and I've watched it go up every day since, I think. <laughs> it's, it's a very, a very interesting and nice chart, that's for sure. Uh, it's probably why, if, if you would have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so um, uh, we did get a lot of questions about, uh, about BIM in general and uh, BIM technology. Uh, and, and it's funny because, uh, as you know, recently another project has uh, also uh, used the same name as BIM. I saw that, yeah. Uh, and a lot of funny things started happening. And uh, uh, I mean, there are regular funny things like people buying their own tokens thinking it's one project while actually it's the other one. Uh, but even funnier is the recent kind of uh, onslaught of articles uh, that are uh, produced by AI, you know, chat, uh, <laughs> chat GPT yeah. style. And then it was like uh, the new privacy-oriented gaming token uh, called uh, this <laughs> and that was listed here and there. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it's been crazy. And uh, the co confusion is uh, enormous. It, it's, it's really... Uh, very difficult to listen. No, it's a BMX, but it's not the correct BMX. That BMX only exists on Beam Chain and it's a governance token, while that BMX is listed on Binance and it's actually something else entirely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, one of the, I think, uh, uh, most kind of asked questions is like, what's the relation between the two projects? And the answer is uh, there is absolutely zero relation between these two projects the Merit Circle, Beam, BMX, which is the gaming platform and Beam Privacy, which is our Beam, which is almost five years old. Um, and uh, uh, as a result of this confusion, uh, there were a lot of questions about possible rebranding of Beam. 
And the funny thing is that we've been talking about rebranding of Beam uh, for the last year or so, regardless of, of uh, uh, the other Beam's existence. In general, you know, it's like uh, every once in a while, uh, you want to change something, you want to make something newer. But uh, back in the day when we had discussed it, we talked about uh, changing maybe the logo, the color scheme, a lot of things, but somehow the name Beam uh, always... Uh, uh, remain this kind of no no we, we will keep being uh, we, we like it uh, but it, it, it's a good question I mean a lot of uh, people argued that the pragmatic thing to do would be uh, to rebrand uh, in this situation uh, I argued that they should go to hell because we've been here first and we we like this name and we like the project but uh, it, it's a good question and it's an open question obviously like everything is uh, so I think uh, uh, if anyone wants to suggest uh, something like that, you're welcome. And obviously, it will be discussed on the forum and uh, we can vote on it. So everything is open. I personally really like the name, but I'm not objective. I've been attached to it for the last five years. And, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, there are also other considerations such as marketing. And uh, indeed, if both of these projects continue to coexist, uh, this confusion will only grow. So, what do you think? For sure, I I, I mean I I love the name, uh, and and I know you do too, and I but I but I do think that like we obviously have a very kind of uh, I, I want to say big investment, not like a a big attachment to it, I guess. Uh, so it's interesting to hear what other people say that are either new to the community or, or community members that have been around for a long time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it, it's always kind of an interesting discussion to have regardless. Yeah. So uh, Galaxy asks uh, in the community channel uh, whether we're planning on listing BMAX on centralized exchanges. And it's a great question because, yeah. uh, first of all, uh, I mean, we don't have anything against it. We don't have right right now the funds to afford those listings, which have been relatively expensive. Uh, but we will be having a big problem. I mean, uh, we're not going to Binance, so I, I'm not worried about Binance. But even if we go to uh, smaller exchanges and they already have BMX token listed, uh, we will have an issue, that's for sure. And also, if we want, and we do want to uh, wrap uh, BMAX in addition to Beam, uh, because, uh, and by the way, like a lot of new people here uh, maybe don't know the history of BMAX token, but the idea of BMAX token is to be uh, the governance token of the entire Beam ecosystem of applications. And the holders of the token, they uh, participate both in the decision-making by voting in the BIM vote, which is, happens on chain every once in a while, but also uh, in governing the ecosystem of applications that were developed by BIM team or with assistance of the BIMX DAO. And uh, today, most of the applications are of this variety, and all of them contribute fees into the DAO vault, uh, which is then controlled by the DAO. So, uh, the BMX has a very important role, and the, in terms of kind of uh, uh, the relation to BIM, so BIM is like currency, and BMX is like uh, stock, right? It's like your voting power in, in the ecosystem. And uh, that's why, uh, even though the BMX is heavily underutilized today in terms of what it should be able to do, 
uh, and we, we did talk about this and we will continue to, to talk about it and try to improve it. Uh, so right now it's mostly kind of used in voting every once in a while, but it, it's still relatively uh, not used enough for many things that it can be used for. But yeah. it, it, I mean, in, in terms of the roadmap, in terms of our intentions, yes, definitely BMX should have had a, a listings and, and other things. So yeah, I mean, it, this will be definitely an issue when, when we come to list BMX because uh, it's going to be a problem. For sure. Yeah. Um, yes, who, 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 somebody wants to talk? Is it Dirty Rusty? Dirty Rusty, yeah. I was just uh, testing my multitasking abilities. That's why I went <laughs> a bit silent because they're very poor. Oh, how uh, are you guys? Dirty Rusty, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, very, a lot of exciting things are circulating around Beam. And I uh, I, I did want to, two things about the beat, the rebrand thing. Uh, I think it's silly. You know, it's you only need to rebrand as if you got something to hide or something happened, or you know, I, I don't think Beam needs any of that. There's nothing to hide. If anything, Beam has everything to be proud of. Uh, second thing, I really, really, really think that uh, the implementation or Beam's implementation of uh, Dagnite protocol, uh, it would, it, it actually, I think it will help Beam a lot right now because there's so much FOMO going around Casper and how they have you know, managed to do blocks per second versus seconds per blocks. And just think of like privacy by default currency that, okay, so if exchanges require, you know, 2000 confirmations, that's like, you know, in 20 minutes, 10 minutes tops, you know, so it's just like everybody wants that power speed. Like nobody wants that appeal. Like everybody's offering these scalable solutions, <clears throat> but they're all secured with proof of stake and i think uh being being not only a smart contract private by the by default uh ecosystem but now adding the the whole block deck uh tech um to the ecosystem would really give it a huge boost just to give you an example there's a a a fork of uh casper that just came out about a i want to say two weeks ago it has hit $30 million market cap today in two weeks because everybody want that next fast thing that's secured with POW. And I think uh, being focusing on implementing implementing such tech would really help out a lot. Uh, so first of all, thank you for the input. It's, it's great. Uh, Vladi here uh, joined us and is taking notes. Uh, and I'm sure that Guy Koren, wherever he is currently, he's jumping from joy uh, because that was kind of his uh, ultimate dream of combining these two technologies. So, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Uh, and, and I really like the fact that, it, as you said, unlike proof of stake, because, you know, you, you can always do a Solana. I just said it in the community today. I mean, yeah, you can take several nodes and call them decentralized. Uh, but that's not what Casper is doing. And I really like the fact that it's uh, still proof of work based and it's kind of gaining this uh, um, scalability without giving up on the fundamentals, which is which is awesome. So yeah, I totally agree with everything you said and we will definitely look into that. And also thank you for the support regarding the name. Uh, yeah, we definitely have nothing to hide. So uh, it's more of a marketing thing, but thanks a lot. Thanks for the input. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, so um, I believe that these discussions will continue uh, for a while. I mean, until we reach some some kind of conclusions on all of these things. Um, it's actually it's interesting. Like, I mean, it was a little bit, um, I would say, uh, sad, not, not sudden, but like uh, uh, you know, this connection and how it influenced the the, uh, the narrative around this uh, combination of these technologies. Uh, because we did talk about it, but once again, when you have limited resources and you need to choose one direction over the other, we chose the uh, to build the EVM compatible uh, like virtual machine to live alongside the existing BVM, the BIM virtual machine, and provide the ability to run smart contracts written for the Ethereum ecosystem or Solidity and EVM-based ecosystem. Uh, and um, I mean, it was a choice uh, that we had to make because we, we couldn't we can realistically build both direction of scalability and also... I, I think that was a good choice because if you think about it, you know, Guy kind of, he opened up that door for you to where he got this little side project going on. Let's see if it takes off. Boom, Casper is like, what, number two, three, top pow now? So you know the project is working. You guys focused on a different aspect of it. I think it's time to put it all together. Yeah, so, sounds sounds like a uh, a good idea. So yeah, so once we we complete the next hard work, uh, and you know, depending on the resources that we have, maybe even before we we can focus and uh, think about that. Um, so um, uh, before I move on, uh, do we have any other questions? Ah, the government. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I will get to this question from Galaxy in in a second. Uh, let's see if we have something else. Uh, about beam technology, something you wanted to ask before I move to the other topic. Oh, I did have somebody ask me. Um, so when the EVM is going to be uh, implemented, I, I think I, I don't remember if I recall it correctly. It was either you or someone mentioned that you should be able to run um, <clears throat> EVM applications natively. Is that correct? Am I misunderstanding something? Like, is it going to be private also or not private? Like, how is that actually going to function? Okay, so uh, right now uh, in in Beam, the way the smart contracts work is that the values that you store in the contract they are not private, so you can see the value, but you cannot see uh, who owns it or who put it there on who, or who is operating on it. So that's the current situation. And in the last space, uh, we talked about uh, uh, together with Alexander Zellerson how it's exactly the opposite of what uh, Secret Network is doing, where they have uh, Cosmos, which is an open and non-private like public blockchain, but uh, the values inside the smart contracts running in the secure enclave, so they're private. So we're exactly the opposite of that, right? So when we add the EVM, we actually add just an additional instruction set and the interpreter for it, right? So currently, the smart contracts that you can write on Beam, they're implemented in C++, let's say, and then compiled into WebAssembly. And the Beam virtual machine uh, knows how to run WebAssembly instruction set. And that's how you can build Turing-complete smart contracts, which can do exactly the same in terms of functionality as any smart contract you can write on Ethereum. But since you write it in C++, it's usually more compact, uh, by the way, when you look at the different implementations uh, of the same thing on Beam and on Ethereum, for example, 
if you take a look at the code of Nifrit and compare it to uh, Liquity, which is it was kind of ideologically based upon, you will see that the code on Beam is much more compact and uh, much cleaner than Solidity for many reasons. But uh, it's a different application. So because there is a huge popularity of Solidity and there are a lot of tools and a lot of developers, basically what will happen is that you will be able to take an existing application written in Solidity. And the idea is that you will be able to deploy it on Beam exactly as you would deploy it on any EVM-compatible blockchain without changing anything. That's the goal. That's the dream. What will happen in the background is that in terms of privacy, all of the privacy components that are working today with the Beam virtual machine will continue to exist exactly the same. So nobody will be able to trace who is the person sending the transaction, right? So, but the values will remain visible. Yes, go ahead. Somebody just uh, asked uh, to speak, I think. Monero. Monero. Yeah, I go ahead. Accepted your request. Uh, you can sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Hello. Uh, no fine. problem at all. We forgive uh, okay. you. Hello. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so moving back to, to, to the point. So, uh, I, I hope it answers the question from Dutrowski. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, it does. Actually, I had somebody from ETC community ask me this. Um, so, so you're so uh, you're saying that if I built um, a DAP on EVM and let's say I try to use it on Beam blockchain, you're saying it will preserve all the privacy features of the blockchain, but exactly okay, yeah. Because the the, uh, the privacy, like the lack of privacy uh, on Ethereum is not related directly to the code that you're running. It's related to how the blockchain itself is structured and that you have this account-based model uh, in which all of the values that you store in those accounts are visible. In Beam case, we use this hybrid model, which starts as UTXO-based. And on that level, it's all encrypted using this Nimblewimble approach. But when we are uh, moving into smart contract territory, what happens is that uh, we are using this, uh, it's called the transaction kernels, which are extended with additional information. And then uh, when the node receives this, this special type of transaction, it knows to delegate it to the right uh, kind of smart contract running on blockchain. Inside will there the be the need to port any of these like EVM dApps or anything like that? Or can I like, will it be something as simple? Okay, so I want to trade privately. So I take my Ether, I move it from to, to, to Beam blockchain through the bridge. And now I can just start using the dApps, uh, you know, EVM dApps. Or will, will there be like some sort of like a migration or porting process to where it has no. to go through before it can work on Beam or? No. Uh, so the truth is, first of all, you can do it today because we have the bridge from Ethereum to Beam, where you can move, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ethereum, USDT, wrapped Bitcoin, and probably some other token. So you can take your Ethereum or USDT today and move them on Beam and trade on Beam Dex. The Beam Dex is an application which is implemented uh, in C++ and is running on Beam Virtual Machine. Now, if you want to use or deploy uh, Uniswap or any other existing application in Ethereum, you cannot do it because obviously we don't support Solidity. 
But once the EVM is enabled, then you will be able to just take the same, exactly the same code that you're running on Ethereum and deploy it on Beam, and uh, you will get the same application. I think when that goes live, that will open up a, a brand new era for Beam, and then you add the speed with the Dagnite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, so one of the problems that we have been always, I mean, for the last five years when, of our existing, uh, struggling with is uh, creating a community of developers because Beam technology is uh, very different in all aspects from what people are used to. Uh, it started with uh, Mimble Wimble, which was different because it required interactive transactions. So we couldn't easily integrate with any existing wallet because they all had this uh, kind of uh, template of uh, creating a transaction, signing it, sending it to the blockchain. So all of these interactive things that needed to happen to create Mimble Wimble transaction didn't allow us to fit into these templates and we couldn't have been integrated easily. So that was the problem number one. Then when we have added Lilantos, uh, we solved that. So now we have both interactive Mimble and offline transactions, which is easier. But when we have created our, our virtual machine, once again, it was uh, a decision between going with something that we could have built faster and it would have been better for us in terms of privacy and in terms of integration with the blockchain, but we had to uh, train on create documentation from scratch, which we never pro did in, in the proper way, and also uh, explain how to write these contracts. And today, writing a smart contract on BIM blockchain is a very difficult uh, uh, task with a steep learning curve. You have to use C++, you have to understand how it works. So it's, it's difficult. So we believe that when we have this ability to uh, run existing solidity contracts, it will open us to a very large existing ecosystem of developers uh, who would love to basically take their applications and run them on the blockchain with privacy, and uh, uh, it will definitely be amazing. Yeah, it sounds exciting. Yeah, so uh, uh, so so we're moving towards that uh, goal uh, as well. Um, Okay, so obviously, if you have any additional questions about Beam, about Beam technology, what we can do, what we can do, uh, we have, first of all, very active communities. We have on Telegram uh, several communities. We have community, general community, community for those who want to talk about prices uh, going up and down or up and up. Uh, we have community for developers. Uh, so for miners, so we have a lot of ecosystem and community that will provide you support and answer questions on any topic. Uh, you can always write to me directly on Telegram, by the way, if you have anything that you want to discuss. Uh, I'm here more often than not. Uh, and obviously, we're active on Twitter and on Discord. So uh, anything you want to ask, we're here for you. Um, Okay, so uh, I, I wanted to address uh, this question that um, uh, Galaxy asked about the ability to use Max to create proposals inside the wallet. Um, so basically what we have today, and this is kind of more of, uh, I would say, governance-related uh, uh, topic. Um, today we have the forum, and uh, on Beam Forum, uh, which is forum.beam.mw, you can uh, create a proposal. Uh, which can be anything from adding features, uh, changing things, uh, up to changing the name of the entire project, its goal, its purpose, and uh, uh, whatever. 
And then this proposal is being discussed. And if this proposal is uh, uh, critical enough and needs kind of you know important enough to to be put to on chain vote, we have this voting application, uh, which until today was used, I think, once. Uh, it's re really rare. Uh, but as a result, uh, when this vote goes on chain, then you need to lock uh, BMAX as a governance token and you can vote on the proposal. So if I understand correctly, the question is, uh, uh, or, or the suggestion is to move uh, parts of this, of this process into the wallet and then use BMAX to create proposals directly from the wallet. Uh, so <laughs> is it possible? Yes. Uh, do we want it? Let's talk about it. Let's open a discussion in the old forum for now. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it can be done. Um, back in the day, we, uh, we we thought about doing it this way. Um, but then we kind of decided that at least to get things started, uh, we wanted kind of a more informal process in the beginning. Um, we kind of didn't want to um, to deal with the spam of, of like, if you remember, um, I think it was in an NFT gallery or somewhere. Like they, when you have this open system, even if you are locking BMAX or, or paying BMAX or whatever, uh, one of the problems is the moderation. And it's, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Gus knows this very well, I think. The moderation problems. Indeed. Um, I I have also been on the the trolling end of it on uh, Snapshot, which has similar. Mm -hmm. I think Snapshot, if you have over, you can set the, the threshold kind of thing. If you have over X amount of tokens, you can make a proposal. Um, and I've made some, some ones that have been deleted or wanted to be deleted. <laughs> mm, yeah. I see what you mean there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so this was kind of the uh, uh, the main uh, issue that we we were afraid of, and we didn't want to deal with. Uh, obviously, uh, even with the NFTs, it's a little bit uh, problematic. But in our case, I mean, uh, we're relatively small. There is no like uh, real uh, real issue with that. But uh, as we know from the blockchain world, everything that can be abused will be abused. Uh, I'm not against anything. I'm just saying that uh, this is one of the concerns that we had back in the day, and that, that's why we didn't do it uh, from the get-go, uh, this direct deposition depos depos of uh, proposals on chain. Um, but it's solvable. Uh, we can have uh, you know, moderators. We can have people who are responsible for, for moderating proposals. Um, I also have to say that we have a much more, um, I would say, organized community and people who are constantly active so it's it's easier to 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 manage that to assign roles uh, for example uh, now that we don't have uh, i mean we can we do have but we we don't uh, uh, like i mean even even if the official moderators are not there the, the communities are moderating amazingly right because everybody already kind of knows what they're doing and there are a lot of people who've been with us for many years with beam so it works and uh, yeah so we can definitely try that 
And uh, just as any experiment, if we see that it doesn't work, we can always take it back as well. So it's, it's completely fine. So let's discuss it. By the way, I wanted to say that I checked out that preview wallet, and let me tell you, you guys did a phenomenal job. Like, all of my biggest pet peeves are just completely going there. Like, everything is – I love how you can select multiple wallets. I love how everything is just, like, right there. You can select between applications, and you guys did an excellent job. I just want Thank you very much. You, you don't know how happy I am to hear that because I also like it very much, and uh, uh, it was funny because um, – I upgraded to the intermediate version and uh, not all of the applications were working and some of the things were not working and I just couldn't go back to the previous version. I just waited until Anatoly fixed all the all the issues um, and, and I never went back because once I had this ability to switch between accounts and the new navigation, I agree. It's, it's much more convenient, uh, especially for users that have several seats. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, it's it's a very well thought through design compared to what it was. Mm. Thank you. It's, it's great to hear. Uh, and obviously, we will continue to improve it uh, even further. Um, OK, so I think uh, we don't have any official questions anymore, right? Um, or am I missing something? Do you see anything else, Gus? Um, I believe that we do not. Oh, there was one question about wrapping and unwrapping CAS, and I guess that is Casper, obviously. Um, and and I guess this is that was actually my question. <laughs> okay, nice. We can extend this to to all stuff. Like, what what uh what is able to be wrapped on Beam and and not able to be wrapped? Is there any like set criteria? I guess. Well, I mean, honestly, that was before. <laughs> I even, you know, considered that, you know, the devs would start working on implementing the DAG, the, the DAG Night Tech onto okay. Beam. However, I mean, I think it would be a nice vessel because I don't think that Casper currently has a privacy vessel at all. Uh, and, you know, it would, in considering that the two projects are kind of like brothers in a way, it would be kind of <laughs> cool thing to see. Uh, yeah, so uh, this question is actually easy to answer uh, because uh, there are uh, two approaches. The first one, let's call it, I, I call it centralized, but uh, you can make it uh, uh, federated. You can run it like just like most bridges today. Uh, they usually use some mechanism of, uh, kind of uh, federation or kind of moving towards decentralization in some way, uh, starting from multisig, which is obviously the weakest one and then going through uh, all kinds of interesting intermediate consensus-based blockchains like RenBridge. Um, so you can build a mechanism and all this mechanism needs to do is to verify that the amount of tokens locked on one side is equal to the amount of tokens minted on the other side. So once you have this mechanism, whether you built it or adapted it or whatever, you can move anything on Beam because Beam supports uh, creation of confidential assets and each asset is exactly as confidential as Beam itself. So neither the amount nor the sender receiver and not even the type of the asset is visible. So you can do it. Nice. That, yeah. uh, as I was asking the question, I was thinking that. Um, I, I have a, a follow-up to the, the proposals thing. Um, one issue beyond like the, the spam 
is like it, it's all very well coming up with a, a good proposal and and that kind of stuff but it's it's harder to come up with a proposal that can be easily implemented especially when it's like on the tech side um i could make a proposal to make beam block times half a second but the the practicality around it isn't there obviously and i have no idea how to make it happen <laughs> so uh, this, would, yeah. this this would be another okay. another kind of issue with proposals <laughs> well i don't think it's exactly uh, worse yeah, like yeah. that but you know this was this was just an example this has nothing uh, to do with we already know we <laughs> i should have used a different say. example yeah, yeah, I mean, Gus, uh, what you have described is uh, the, the problem every product product manager faces in the world. I'm I'm sorry if I if I uh, interrupted Jezraski, but he had some problems with the connection. To my defense. Yeah, I think there was a little bit of lag. I there was very sorry. Yeah, maybe it's Go ahead. sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I was just, it, it was nothing important. I was just talking about how like it would also speed up the, the whole private messenger thing. It would be a lot faster because right now you got to wait for a confirmation before your message is sent. Um, or am I, I wrong? Mean, no, the current messenger, the current messenger works with uh, SDBS, uh, which is not on chain, but, uh, but I agree that a lot of operations that do require uh, a settlement on chain will be faster. No, that's no, no argument here. Uh, but by the way, Gus, what, what you said is just a generic problem of uh, any product manager. Like he wants to build something, yeah. but he doesn't know how. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> yes, obviously a proposal of, uh, you know, just uh, just make Beam faster, please. Yes, that's that's not going to work. Uh, yeah. But having said that, uh, it, it, it is interestingly important to uh, raise these questions because, and we saw this many times during our uh, uh, time at Beam, uh, when we're looking at the problem uh, at some specific angle and we're getting focused on solving some specific thing, very often we do not see the bigger picture. Very often we're focused on a specific kind of approach or specific solution. And sometimes somebody comes and says, wait a second, why don't you do it like that? Or why don't you do this? And we're like, hmm, we didn't think about it. So yeah. that's why we always say, like, don't, like people sometimes say, oh, maybe it's a stupid question. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. So that's there is no such thing as stupid questions like ask any questions because every question surfaces some thing that you you want to know you want to and by the way when i sometimes when we explain when we talk about something uh we then we understand it better and sometimes we think yeah like why why are we doing it like this let's do it differently so please please continue <laughs> yeah for sure oh. I do um, want to ask what whatever happened to raise. I, I know I, I know it kind of like I, I think you know with this whole forum thing, and I, I think it would be a good time to bring that back and maybe start rewarding people who are contributing with good. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so a short, uh, brief, brief history of raise. Um, before we had this current forum. Uh, we had an idea of having a uh, slightly different forum, which will be kind of integrated with uh, with the token, uh, and we started implementing it. Uh, we did some several versions. One of them was even integrated with GitHub as a backend and just provided the front end. Um, uh, it was a couple of years ago, and the idea of Raise was uh, to have a, um, a community engagement token, and uh, it never had any financial value attached to it. 
uh, and it was back in the day where we didn't even have smart contracts, we only had confidential assets. So it could have been infinitely minted from one wallet controlled by Beam, but still like it's, it's not a very safe way to do it. Today, first of all, we have a much better mechanisms because we have smart contracts and we have the asset minter that you just can create a token which is limited in supply and you can trade it on deck. So today we're much better equipped uh, to, to handling these things. Uh, it's, it's a good idea, but once again, it all uh, boils down to uh, implementation and co kind of connecting between some existing application, let's say some form application, and then the reward mechanism will be. Uh, because it's not possible to build everything inside Beam Wallet or, or as a DAP. It's just too much work, right? You want posts, you want discussions, you want comments, you want followers, like all that. Uh, and uh, one of the challenges that we do think about, but we didn't have any ever like the resources to actually tackle, uh, is using Beam as infrastructure uh, to, to provide these additional private uh, services uh, for existing platforms. Um, one of these projects was actually even kind of in more advanced discussions. It didn't happen yet, maybe it will someday, uh, but uh, it was about integrating Beam as kind of the blockchain, the payment blockchain or settlement blockchain uh, behind some existing uh, uh, online stores. So it's, it's a very good direction. Uh, but it does require a lot of work and we need to kind of either prioritize it or find someone who can do it, allocate bounty. Uh, but the idea is very solid and uh, definitely interesting. Yeah, I think a bounty would be cool. Uh, yeah, so we do operate with bounties. Um, uh, right now, I think the bounty that we have discussed, I think it was two weeks ago, last week we had an interview. Uh, but uh, two weeks ago, we talked about the... Uh, updated uh, blockchain explorer because uh, this is one of the things that uh, still needs badly to be uh, uh, figured out and updated with information from the smart contracts and we already have a version of the explorer that does that but it's very technical and uh, uh, not very user-friendly so we just require some uh, web developer to take it and uh, make it happen so this is one of the i think most immediate bounties that we uh, that we discussed um wow time flies any more questions last question anyone before we wrap it up for today no i do not see any in the chat but my computer just died so that's probably why uh, but I think, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing my my faint reflection in my my black mirror um we did cover all of the ones that i saw prior to that uh, and, and very insightful on the tech side, uh, a lot to, to consider and discuss and, and some exciting things on the way. Definitely. So uh, just to kind of uh, sum it up, and uh, uh, I mean, one of the things about Beam uh, is like we're always kind of here doing almost the same thing, uh, you know, pump or no pump. <laughs> Uh, for the last five years, uh, and we will be celebrating these five years uh, on January 3rd. And during the whole December, and especially around that date, we're going to have uh, some interesting um, activities, let's say. We are developing an application called the gift card, and it will allow you, and obviously us, to create prizes and uh, 
uh, send kind of special coupon codes uh, to people who win them. Uh, and uh, we're going to use this app that we will build to do all kinds of challenges and interesting engagements. So stick around and uh, it will be fun. It will be a fun month. Uh, and obviously we will continue doing what we're doing and we'll see you next week. Wicked. And, and one thing that just came to mind, the fifth birthday coincides with the second beam halving. Yes. Yes, it does. Uh, actually, I think because of the block time, the halving will happen a little bit after, like a day okay. or so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nice. Yeah. So we will have two celebrations. <laughs> two parties. Let's go. You can't really miss Beam's birthday because it's on the same day as Bitcoin's birthday, is it not? Exactly. Yes. Uh, Beam was launched on January 3rd, 2019, which was 10th anniversary of Bitcoin Genesis block. Yes. Uh, the sun was beautiful that time. Uh, I remember like it was yesterday. So yeah, before I start to this, <laughs> uh, thank you everyone for coming. Uh, please ask questions, talk to us and have a great week and we'll see you in the next space. See you, Alex. Thank, thank you. Guys. Cheers, thank you. guys. Bye-bye.